0: Oh, and welcome to Rewind and Reconsider, where we are continuing our Star Wars marathon and watching all the Star Wars movies.
1: Yes, including the holiday special.
0: Yeah, sure. And we are now going to watch episode two, Attack of the Clones, a.k.a. the movie where Anakin got super hot. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I honestly don't think he gets attractive to the third movie, but...
0: he he starts his transition and once he gets to the third movie with the scar and the long hair chef's kiss
1: (laughs) anyway i'm harrison fagan and i am the host of this podcast and the only professional one on it uh joining me is my co-host and fiance mia Agraviador, who just apparently has a movie podcast with me just to tell me who she thinks is hotter than me which is everyone
0: basically it this is not why you have a podcast
1: Anyway, we're gonna watch Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and
0: yeah. I I actually do remember watching this movie. A okay, couple so what do times. you remember about it? Well, I remember Anakin being a total hottie and having a big crush on him. And I was like, maybe he'd be a little bit hotter if he kind of cut that rat's tail kind of braid thing. But then I realized it—the it- the
1: Padawan braid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the braid that he wears because he's a Jedi Padawan? And yeah. That's what they do. I, yeah. Honestly,
0: I don't remember any of the plot. I think I literally just watched it just to watch Anakin.
1: I remember... I I remember this movie has... Maybe even, like, the coolest battles of Star Wars overall, like the Battle of Geonissus, where the clones come in, is what? really cool. You'll see when we watch uh, the movie. Okay. Is really cool. Um, but I just, I remember the one flaw, and I know the thing that's going to annoy me even more when we rewatch it, is uh, I remember reading an article before this movie <laughs> came out. Of course you that did. That said that it was going to be... Like, they were aiming for Titanic, but in the middle of Star Wars with this love storyline between Anakin and Padme. And, like, we have not rewatched the movie yet, but holy shit, is that an insult to Titanic? And, well, Titanic,
0: like, first of all, Titanic to begin with wasn't a good movie either.
1: Well, this is like, I mean, still, that's a movie that did really well, like, got critical acclaim at the time. It did.
0: I know it did, but it's not a good movie It's one of the highest grossing movie.
1: movies ever got an Oscar Wh- whatever. You know it- what else
0: was? Avatar That also wasn't a good
1: movie <laughs> okay, Oscar- Avatar didn't win Oscars for its love story um, <laughs> And Like, that, they just it- It's like they took a full court shot And just like threw the ball directly Into the crowd, and were like, oh yeah, same thing As if it went in <laughs> And yeah, I, I remember that um, I Are you expecting to like this movie?
0: Uh- to an extent, I think this is probably. I kind of remember this one being more,
1: uh,
0: not as like politically as the other one. Doesn't people don't talk as much? It's more action.
1: There is more action. There's okay. also a bit more. Honestly, this movie has a more complicated mystery at the at the central like nature of it, yeah. and also an expanded role for Samuel L. Jackson hell finally. yeah they set it up they nick furied him oh, in episode hell one yeah you know and what the
0: funny thing is i remember reading that samuel L. jackson wanted a purple lightsaber
1: yeah and george was lucas is to like look different yeah
0: george lucas is like there's no such thing as purple lightsabers and i'm sure samuel L. jackson came in there he's like you listen here i run this show i get a purple lightsaber don't question me and
1: it was basically like that george it's-
0: lucas was just like okay that's yeah. fine <laughs> we're gonna kill you in the next movie anyways. <laughs> Wait, does he die in this movie or in the next? Movie? No,
1: he dies in episode three. Okay. Um, anyway, we're gonna go watch Attack of the Clones, and I would recommend that those of you uh, that are listening do the same. Uh, yeah, so let's just go do that.
0: I'll bring a bucket, so when I start drooling because Anakin's so hot, it will catch in there, and we don't. Really have to clean excited it up. to do this podcast with you once again. <laughs> we're back we just watched star wars episode two attack of the clones
1: this is our third take of this intro because <laughs> mia got the take the name wrong the first two times
0: <laughs> i thought it was clone wars but it's not that's the show that's the tv show anyway so what we do here at rewind and reconsider is we have the person that hasn't really seen the movie do a 60 second summary and that is moi, that is me. I have not, I have seen this, but I haven't seen it in a while.
1: Yeah, it's been longer for you than for me.
0: Yeah, I feel like. So, with that said, I'm going to do the 60 second summaries. And then
1: after that, we will get into what we liked about the movie, what we found interesting about it, and uh, then finally what didn't work. I would imagine that second half will be a lot longer. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, and are you going to time me? Or do I have to time myself? Yeah, go ahead. 60 I do myself.
1: Starting now. Wait, no. (laughs) What? Okay.
0: You're setting an alarm?
1: No, I'm setting a timer. Okay. Starting now.
0: So we pick up with Anakin and an older Anakin, definitely recasted Anakin and Obi-Wan, and they're in the Coruscant, the city of dreams and the city of cities, and they are uh, protecting Padme because the Federation is on her, and they're like, we want... I don't know what they want. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so they're trying to protect her. And then someone tries to, like, put a sea slug in her room. And it almost eats her. But then they find it. And then they kill it. And then it's a car chase. And they're like, okay, Padme, you need to go uh, to Naboo. And then Anakin's like, I'll go with you. And she's like, no, you're creepy. I don't like you. And then they're like, let's go. And so they leave. So then Obi-Wan uh goes and tries to find this lost planet and they don't know what that is and then he finds the planet and it's a bunch of clones of jango fett jango fett is this uh new zealand guy and he has a bunch of other people that are like him and it's a clone army and then obi-wan's just like why is this happening and then so we go back to naboo and it's a really sad sappy romantic story doesn't matter so we go back to obi-wan and then he gets caught by um uh jango
1: fat jango no,
0: no, yeah count dooku and then they then uh also anakin and padme get caught and they're like in this like big uh you know like in game of thrones where they have the slaves fight each other right so then they're in there and there's animals gladiator arena yes exactly gladiator arena and then mace windu comes and he's all like hey what up bitch um it's me mace windu and dooku's like well, you're outnumbered and he's like what how about I call my homies? And then all the Jedi come, and then they all fight, and then the, the Yoda comes with the stormtroopers, and then he's like, yo, what up? I'm going to save the day, and then they save the day, and then that's it. <laughs> that's
1: all okay, that took you 90 seconds. But <laughs> that's okay. I, I appreciated the detail, although the the one thing I will critique you on is, yes, the Trade Federation, was. it turned out, were, were the people that were trying to kill Padme with the help of the Separatists, but... Uh, they did not know that yet. So, like, Obi-Wan's plot line is essentially him trying to solve that mystery while Anakin ostensibly protects Padme. You also miss the part where Anakin goes home to Tatooine thinking he's going to save his mom. His mom dies in his arms, and then he slaughters an entire village of Tusken Raiders.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? I got the majority of it. Yeah. It is a lot packed into this movie.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's a very long movie. (laughs) And
0: this is actually the first time we have watched a movie separate.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you really feel that runtime because I remember if I were going to rank the Star Wars movies before we did this, Attack of the Clones would not have been at the bottom. Now, I, we have not obviously watched all of them yet. I feel like it would rank down there uh, in terms of the ones that were released in theaters because um, I'm guessing the holiday special is not going to rank above it. Um, and so, But I actually honestly think that this might be on aggregate a worse movie than the phantom menace
0: see okay the thing is i like this one better than the phantom menace
1: okay well then i will let you start with the good of it like because I, there were there was one particular aspect of this movie that really weighed it down for me but it hit me with the good what did you like about it
0: so i think what i liked about it was that it was less less backstory i think and more action i really did enjoy all of obi-wan's kind of like side mission i think that was really interesting Um, I could have done without the Anakin and Padme But it's fine, whatever I would
1: love to watch a cut of this movie without that romance And
0: honestly, the ending fight scene was actually really cool Really awesome It was really cool to see all the Jedi's Because you're not used to seeing that Because, you know, spoiler alert They're all dead
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's actually like I think it's the most Jedi fighting together in any movie Yeah Of uh, the series
0: Yeah, honestly And I think the fight with Yoda was actually really cool That
1: was It was stupid cool I cannot (laughs) understate How cool of a moment that was Especially like at the time yeah. when it first happened, because nobody had ever seen Yoda wield a lightsaber or move outside of walking with a cane yeah. prior to this. Yeah,
0: so now I'm going to be watching the older Star Wars movies and be like, "Okay, listen, Yoda, we know that you can move around."
1: You're being, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Get off Luke's back. <laughs> you can do back. You're flips. being a
0: baby. <laughs> Have
1: some self-respect. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, clearly, I guess he has uh, he has joint issues, but so like he's not as good as he once was, but. You know, he's as good once as he ever was. Well, he was CGI here, and
0: then he turned into a puppet. So yeah, yeah.
1: that's true. That, that would I think getting Jim Henson to get Yoda to do that stuff really back slowed in the him day down. probably would have been tougher. Um, <laughs> but that was like I remember people literally screamed in the theater when that was happening. There was a woman that screamed I think for two solid minutes. My first like time seeing that movie just like and was just dying laughing every time Yoda did backflip or anything really undercut the drama and coolness of the lightsaber scene because it was it's kind of funny to watch him move like that yeah
0: oh he's a boss
1: it was very well done um the the whole fight with Dooku was really cool how he just like it just it really establishes Yoda's power level and why he was considered the greatest Jedi he absorbs the force lightning yes like throws it away yes um he doesn't
0: care yeah
1: he just picks up all the heavy stuff Dooku tries to drop yeah I, I actually thought, um, Christopher Lee, uh, who plays Dooku, did a pretty good job with like what he was given. I think he brings a lot of gravitas to the movie. I think
0: that's he's kind of typecast, though, because isn't he the bad Gandalf in uh, Lord of the Rings?
1: Yes, the bad Gandalf. <laughs> What's his
0: exactly. name? Exactly.
1: <laughs> I think it's Saruman, but I'm not a...
0: I thought that was the big eye. No,
1: that's Sauron. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I I'm not th- a Lord of the Rings guy, so I could be wrong I'm on that I'm not name. either. Um... Anyway, so I thought he, in a similar way, although obviously in a lesser role, brought kind of lo- what Liam Neeson did in the last movie, where it's like, okay, here's like a respectable actor that, um, knows his like, stuff, that kind of brings some like uh, like cachet and um, charisma to a scene, and I thought really just. He made you feel like you knew who Dooku was, even though they give you very little details. Although, I felt like this movie also did a better job of weaving the exposition more naturally into the dialogue than episode one did. Yeah, I
0: think that was a lot better. And it was less like... I feel like it was less dialogue driven and more just like, we're going to go find things and we're going to go into space and stuff like that. Because I think the part with Obi-Wan... I think Obi-Wan did a really good job. I think uh, Ian McGregor really captures kind of the essence of um, Obi-Wan, kind of his like, he's trying to figure stuff out, but I also see him, like, really caring for Anakin, even though he's a, a major, major boss. Yeah.
1: I mean, as with all the Lucas dialogue during these prequels, um, like, there's a couple moments where the bromance feels a little bit forced or, like, lines feel awkward. But I really do feel like he sold it and you felt like there was a genuine... Like, you could see that they had been working together for a while and see that that relationship had built up and that it was older brother, younger brother, even though Anakin kept saying father, even though Obi-Wan's, like, maybe 10 years older than him. But, um...
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah. um, So that was, like... I mean, but again, it's like... You know, it's like you wouldn't judge like a fourth grader's essay as hard as you would judge like a high school student's, and so like I don't judge George Lucas dialogue up against like actual good movie dialogue writers. Like we got to judge it against what else he has done, and so for him, I thought that the I thought this was mostly better done outside of the romance storyline. Yeah, and um, we'll, we'll get
0: to that. But I think the other thing that was kind of cool was the whole cloning um, storyline. I think that was really interesting to have. You know this army of just clones and, and and just like this bounty hunter that was like yeah no definitely i want 500 of me pay me as much as you want but i want a little boy
1: <laughs> yeah he wants like his own unaltered one which is when we see the origins of boba fett i think that boba fett is actually like uh, the actor that played him you know he's a kid he he's, he's okay um he he's better than jake lloyd in the first star oh, wars he's not yes. he's not the greatest but you do see why he's this like strong silent type bounty hunter a little bit like he watched his dad literally get beheaded why he hates the Jedi and would team uh, take bounties for the Empire like it establishes all of that but stuff.
0: I, I felt like I thought I thought the Mandalorians all of them are kind of like that though aren't they like made to be like that.
1: Sort of. It's like they have, like, a warrior culture of, like, and, like, their greatest export was basically bounty hunters, essentially. But Boba Fett was, like, the best of them, even though they actually don't claim him because he's a clone. And they didn't totally claim Jango Fett, I don't believe. Really? Um, yeah, because like yeah. he
0: he took off his helmet like multiple times. Aren't they not supposed to do that?
1: I think I, they don't take them off a lot, but like I mean, I think that in the movie, like he was on Camino, like you're obviously not going to walk around in like best car armor the entire time. <laughs> that would have been impractical. But like when he's fighting and he's out in public, like he is wearing it all the time. So uh, um, hold
0: on, this is a shameless plug. um If you have not seen The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, please for the love of God watch it. Because we're talking about the Mandalorians, yeah, it, and that's how I'm getting my information, is from watching the show, and it's going more in-depth. Anyways.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> on, I think the cloning thing was interesting to me, because it's obviously, like, like they were, okay, so, first of all, the most unrealistic part of this movie was that the Republic, they're, like, saying the Republic didn't have an army. I get that there had been peace for a long time, but, like, no entity that, like, they didn't have any proper army <laughs> at all like that just seemed wildly unrealistic to me yeah in retrospect they're just talking about the central issue was is like should we have an army it's like no empire like that even though it was quote unquote a republic doesn't have an army that yeah. was they that need was backup str- yeah yeah that was a little str- and they're like oh the jedi just keep the peace these like superpower guys that there's like a couple hundred of well obviously or, I they're I not mean, doing a good thousand. job
0: because now they need an army
1: yeah so they ended up needing an army and i thought that it showed like it, it raises a lot of interesting questions which is something that the prequels do a lot i I think it's like a major theme they raise these interesting questions and concepts and then don't totally answer or execute on them through the dialogue and like where the story actually goes but the cloning was an interesting question to me because it's like there's a lot of ethical issues at play there all of a sudden you're having this army of thousands or maybe millions of humans being created um with little to no free will because the Kaminoans are taking it out of them wait uh,
0: the Kaminoans are like those weird looking like yeah
1: they're the long necked um aliens like on they kind of look
0: like the the white dragon from how to train your dragon
1: a little I guess yeah sure
0: that's what I saw
1: anyway um, it's just, like, they, you know, they talk about they genetically altered them to have little to no free will. So, essentially, you're accepting this army of slaves. Like, I mean, I th- and I think that there are interesting ethical questions that raises, like, the Jedi, all of a sudden, are just gung-ho. I mean, I know, obviously, that day, they needed their help, and otherwise, they were gonna die. But how quickly the Jedi were just, like okay, we're going to lead this army of, like, essentially slave soldiers with no free will um, that are aging at an accelerated rate. Like, what is? what are the plans for these guys
0: once they, d- at, like, yeah.
1: once they age out, once, once an army's not needed anymore? Do
0: they get a 401k? Yeah. Do, Do they, they get any dental? Right?
1: Like, is there a retirement plan for the clones? Do they like, have
0: health care? Basic health care?
1: I mean, they have they have battlefield health care. Okay, well, um, then,
0: then that's fine. They're fine.
1: Anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I just think that that, like, it just shows, I think... Again, like a major theme of the prequels was that there really are no good guys. They don't like expressly say this, and they still talk a lot about the light and the dark side of the Force, but there really aren't good guys in this. Like the Jedi just willingly take on the slave army. Obviously, the Separatists aren't great, but the Separatists are being. Like pitted against the Jedi as like a created conflict that we find out later is just like Sidious trying to seize power. um, And like I thought the separatist stuff was a little bit on the nose. They were an alliance of the Trade Federation, the commerce, the commercial guild or commerce guild, the corporate alliance, and the banking clan, oh, which is my like, God. yes, that's a big little heavy handed.
0: Are bad. We get it. Yeah, but.
1: <laughs> You know, I, I just think that, I, I don't know, how did you feel about the clones and all of that stuff, like, and those questions?
0: Um, honestly, I think what was weird to me is seeing the stormtroopers be on the quote-unquote good side, you know? I yeah. Like, that's really weird. And um, the whole thing about clones, and now I'm thinking, like, I don't know, it's just weird because I don't know any of the backstories of, on the stormtroopers like when I watched the original ones I'm like ah yes those are stormtroopers those are soldiers those are people that signed up but then this brings it in that they're actually clones well
1: so those guys in, in universe I believe my under- my understanding as of when recently like I, I-, I most recently researched oh, this, push up your that- glasses yes you let that. me push up my glasses the, <laughs> the stormtroopers and how they account actually story wise for the aim differential between the clone <laughs> troopers and the stormtroopers is the stormtroopers were conscripts they were people that were taken from planets or drafted into the military or forced into servitude because during the clone wars uh the camino and cloning facilities were destroyed and so they couldn't make more clones and they they age rapidly age rapidly and so all of them were dead or for the Uh, most part or at least like closer to death by the time the original trilogy was rolling around so
0: that's why stormtroopers, not clone troopers always miss
1: Yes, exactly. That's why stormtroopers have the worst aim in the galaxy (laughs) um, and are not like, you know, templates of Jango Fett. And we also see that a little bit gotten into in the newest series where, you know, um, Finn was basically just like conscripted from his home planet and like thrown into the military. Honestly,
0: I don't think we'll ever get a backstory on him.
1: Yeah, well, we could. You kind of see it in the first in the Force Awakens. But anyway, I don't want to get too caught up on this. Um, I just thought that that was like an interest. Again, it was another interesting idea raised by these movies that they just like. I don't know. There's just between all the CGI and like love story force stuff and all this stuff. Like it just wasn't really executed on f- as fully as it could have been. And actually, like if I if I can just say uh, they're no longer uh, canon. But the uh, Republic Commando novels are actually, like, a really, really good exploration of, like, Mandalorian culture or what it at least used to be under the canon. And, like, it talks about a lot of these ethical issues of the clone troopers. And uh, it was written by Karen Travis. Really good book series if you're looking for stuff. Although, it's not, again, it's not canon anymore.
0: Is the TV shows canon still? Yeah. The, I the think Clone Wars clean, are. They and clean. they
1: get into the, Mandalor- the Mandalorian origins okay. in a less interesting way to me than... Okay,
0: so were. there's... There's the Clone Wars, Rebels, and Resistance, right? Yeah,
1: those are all canon. you okay. are not going to watch all of those for this podcast. Not okay, just, so no. let's get into, unless you have more good stuff. No. Okay, let's, let's I, get into that. Okay, I think okay. there's one major thing. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So one thing that bothered me was the character of Anakin is the worst character in the whole goddamn series. It is. He is heinous. Like, I, I don't even feel bad that he's going to be turning into Darth Vader. He is a little brat and he doesn't listen to anyone. And I still don't get how Natalie Portman's character was like, yes, I like you. This is this is the man I want to marry and have twins with. It is awful. Yeah, <laughs> he is such a brat. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, this guy took you under his wing. Like, be a little bit more grateful. Like, you, he basically saved you from Tatooine. He was on Tatooine, right?
1: Oh, man. Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, that's where Anakin is from in the first, in Episode One. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, just this things he says and like Obi Wan's like, please don't do this, and he's like, I'm gonna do it, and then he just does things. Yeah,
1: he's whiny and like the Ugh. most the worst crime to me of this dialogue was that they're they're kind of they write Anakin as if he's very awkward around a woman, as you would expect based on someone who is part of a like kind of monastic race of like warrior uh monks that like travel the galaxy and are not allowed to have feelings for each other like so you'd expect him to be awkward so that actually kind of makes sense that he has no idea how to like say a pickup line or how to be romantic or anything like that but then this movie plays that off as if like she's going for it yeah
0: and it's like Padme you're you're so much better than this you're a senator you're a woman in power you got some boss ass clothes like you deserve better you deserve Obi-Wan (laughs) yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah um make it happen yeah it's just like he, he says all these things and it's like how are you responding positively to this like there's one point where like he talks about he talks about how he hates sand it's coarse and it gets everywhere and then he's just like but it's not like you you're smooth and he just rubs her back without like they'd never done anything together before it's like the it's this really it's creepy really moment creepy and she, she goes for it yeah she just starts making out with him and then
0: she's like wait a second now we should stop and he's like but why? and then he like whines about it and he's like but i love you and she's like listen last time i saw you you were like six okay this is kind of weird
1: yeah was- they just like they have like a whole scene where they're hanging out with like these cow pair things and tramples him and then they just start rolling around in the grass like their children which was very weird the scene that you're talking about like uh, he talks about it's just these like kind of scary, borderline emotionally abusive lines where he's just like, the thought of not being with you makes it hard to breathe. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. I'm like, what? In the, what in the drunk Shakespeare impersonator <laughs> is this? Like, he, and then he he just said like, she's like, no, but we can't do it, and he's like, you're asking me to be rational. That is something I cannot do. Yeah, it's we like, okay, clearly
0: can tell that you are not a rational person. That
1: seems like a you problem, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then she just says her I will literally her line is I will not give in to this and then she gives into it uh, like later on after he he slaughters all of the Tuscan Raiders she like, goes
0: up and hugs them she's like it's okay
1: <laughs> yeah he just says they're they're like animals and I slaughtered them like animals I hate them and then she just immediately goes to hug him and start like falls in love with him and then like 15 minutes of movie time later, she's professing her love for him, right? It's like, I get it. You're about to go die. Kind of understandable. But also, like, then they get married I, Yeah, but I
0: like how she waits till the last minute. She's like, we're going to die. I might as well do it because we're going to die and it doesn't matter anymore. And then it's like, oh, shit, we didn't die.
1: Yeah, there could have been an awkward moment after that battle where she's like, oh, I I you, thought we were going to die. This listen. is awkward. Look, I have a career again now. Yeah,
0: like, like uh, I have stuff to do. like,
1: I just didn't want to die alone. I she, she,
0: You know what? My theory is she married him to save face. <laughs>
1: I honestly... She's like, way, if I
0: don't marry him, he's going to kill me.
1: The way that this movie plays it off... I, you're laughing, but I think that's a serious thing. Like, it almost reads as if, like, she just was afraid of what he'd do if she did not get with him. That's the only read that you can take where this makes any line of logical sense. Is just, like, she was afraid of him. Yeah. And, like, that makes it less of, like, a romance gone wrong. That makes it an even sadder story. It's a like, Stockholm the
0: Syndrome kind of thing now. Yeah,
1: it's honestly, like... it. it I don't know if he intended that, I kind of doubt it, but it's the only way it makes sense in universe, because there was no way, like, they just, they didn't have chemistry, Mm -mm. and everything he says to her is this horrifying, like, Me Too movement, (laughs) like, dialogue, or he's, like, admitting to mass murder, and she's just like, oh yeah, this is, like, totally sexy, I love you.
0: So the one part I did like, and I wish, I wish they would have made her more like that, is that... Uh, when she goes back to Naboo and uh i think it's one of her like one of the queen the queen the queen
1: they're having their dialogue with the queen
0: yeah um cuz she's no longer queen so mm-hmm. someone she's else Senator. is now yeah so they're all like oh um so how is this jedi going to help you and then anakin's about to speak and then Padme shuts him down and says, oh, he isn't a Jedi. He's a Padawan. Anyways, I think we should do this. And then he's all like, he gets all whiny. He's like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. And then she turns around. She's like, no, excuse me. I'm talking here. And I was like, damn, where was this the entire movie? Yeah. I
1: mean, there's another line earlier in the movie where like he's just creepily staring at her and she's like, don't look at me like that. It makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Yes. And then eventually she just gives into it. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, Just, ugh. I want to circle back really quick to the Tuscan Raiders thing. I-, I was reading up on this a little bit because obviously, like, that was... Like, that was a horrifying moment, if you really think about it. He just slaughtered an entire village of women and children. Yeah, I understand and, that
0: they stole his mom and everything. I don't know what they did to her, but, like, it, it, it doesn't... Yeah, he even... Then the fact that he says, I even killed the women and children.
1: Well, that's also... That's
0: creepy! This
1: gets even sadder if you read into the lore of the Tuscan Raiders and, like, how they exist and everything. So, the Tuscan Raiders are the indigenous people whose oh. land on Tatooine was taken away from oh. them. They worship. Water, understandably, for a desert people. So the reason they target moisture farms is because they believe that they're stealing their water from them. So, yeah, they are played off as, like, savages in the movie. And they are. They're very violent. And, like, but they are retaliating against a world that they feel, like, has been taken from them. They have this, like, mystical spiritual bond with, like, their Banthas that they ride and stuff like that that was kind of interesting to read about. And apparently... Um after that village was slaughtered they treated Amp- Anakin like a ghost wraith and began performing human sacrifices to keep it, to ward him off <laughs>
0: oh my, what the what
1: yes so like this they is thought so sad they, i know this is so sad. it's horrifying that is not right and then after he admits all this to her she's just like oh i'm so sorry that happened to oh, you like baby. i get that his mom died like that's sad but like killing the women and children like even killing all the men who like maybe some of them were not on board with that it's like over the line but, yeah like, uh, like killing the entire village is just like yeah, I remember I, when I was a kid, I had a toy from this movie because I was just like an avid collector of like a Tuscan Raider woman and baby, like going in her backpack thing. <laughs> oh no! And it's just like now all I can picture is the poor little baby and its like mummy bandage wrap things. Just Anakin, just going, just
0: going you know. to ape shit. And,
1: and like, yeah, I mean, we'll get more into this in episode three, but. Like, Darth Vader was a scary villain, but they just turned him into, like, a child killer in these prequels, yeah, and, It's, like, like,
0: not even a good, like, transition into, like, seeing, like, oh, yeah, I see where he's coming from, like... It I,
1: honestly almost makes his confidence later in the movie seem like him just projecting, because... Yeah. And, like, the only reason it works is because he's behind the mask. I just don't... I
0: don't understand how he... He... Obi-Wan is such a good guy, and, like, he gives them all the values of being a Jedi and everything, and he... I just don't understand how he can grow up to be such an asshole like that but
1: this is Obi-Wan's fault well number one they were warned about this this is why the Jedi traditionally like I mean there's ethics questions about that just taking children when they're infants too that the Jedi do and like that's kind of potentially problematic as well again it goes back to that theme of there are really no good guys but also like they were warned about this this is why the council didn't want to train Anakin is because they were like this kid has not grown up in our culture and he's not going to have the necessary detachment but honestly I feel like a lot large part of this is on Obi-Wan because in the elevator early on in the scene like Anakin's basically confessing that he's been obsessed with Padme his entire like training period and Obi-Wan like it's clear that he gets that he knows about Anakin's feelings and he just never raises them to the council he never confronts Anakin on it and just lets it go and it ultimately like ends up basically leading to the downfall of the galaxy and Obi-Wan probably could not have predicted that as a worst case scenario Yeah. but like there is some level of like why didn't you step in here at some point because yeah. even when they're riding off to go face Count Dooku, and Anakin's about to jump out of the lander plane thing to go get Padme after she fell out, and Obi-Wan's like, I like you have to push your feelings down and like come and do this. What would Padme want you to do? And it's like, Okay, it, you're clearly recognizing that he has feelings here and that this is a real thing. They can sense each other's emotions, so he clearly gets all of this, and he just doesn't do anything about it. Like, so I, I think, you know, honestly, that's accountability. Yeah, you can see why he has some guilt later on in the movies about how everything went down, and, you know, like... I don't know, I'm not going to say he should, but they do set that up a little bit. Like, there were things that Obi-Wan could have done to make a difference here, and just didn't. And so, I I think that that, like, you know, it shows that even, like, the people that we consider the greatest heroes of these series, like, are flawed. And that's an interesting thing that they just don't get into in the movies, really. No,
0: because it's not important to them.
1: Yeah, they just, you know, more CGI aliens and, like, humor with C-3PO on a battle droid head.
0: Yeah, see, that's why I'm actually pretty excited for this Obi-Wan kind of series that they're going to do, I think he is a very interesting character and to see what his thought process i think it's gonna be set after the third episode yeah
1: yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. while he's in the in exile
0: okay yeah yeah for sure anyways um but to wrap everything up i think to me this movie was a little bit better than phantom menace um but i don't think you feel the same
1: uh, yeah, I honestly, after watching it, I would rank it below Phantom Menace, and it's not because I think Phantom Menace is good, or, like, not problematic. I just, like, the the love plot line here, I mean, like, really you have you moments off. where, like, he's trying to flirt with her, and he's like, she's like, oh, you've really grown, and he's like, you've grown too. Looks more, at her boobs. <laughs> more beautiful, I mean. <laughs> Wait, no, senator can't be beautiful. Uh, and then, like, you know, her whole line as they're heading into the, uh, like... Into the thing, she talks about how she's been dying each day since he came back into her life, which is just like that's scary. Like that's not a healthy relationship. It's and I guess, a- yeah, I don't know. It was just I like think, some bad Shakespeare. Yeah, he, he, George Lucas really thought he was Shakespeare. He, they
0: point. had such a good opportunity to have such an interesting female character that like people can look up to, and people can still, but they just completely ruin it towards the end and they just kind of forget about her character arc and then i'm sure i think in the third movie she's just basically useless at that point
1: <laughs> yeah Ugh. yeah well she had a larger role in the third movie that was got cut yeah That we can get into that on the third movie podcast anyways but-,
0: but i will say she's got a good sense of style and i think the clothes in the second one have been the best so far okay, okay? does she
1: change every three hours i don't Is care she Naboo Naboo always culture? looks
0: flawless <laughs> She does! I don't know what she does! She's just like, uh, hold on, I gotta change, this is the romantic scene, gotta get my dress on.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I was honestly surprised when, like, she didn't have a clothing change during the Geonissus, like, uh, you know, the (laughs) Battle of Geonissus at some point, like, randomly, she's just wearing a different outfit. It's like, Padme, did you go change? She
0: did, because she had a full outfit, and then then it it got got scratched, and she's like, yo, I'm gonna make this into a sick ass she, cropped yeah. up
1: Padme, and she worked she, it she didn't care if she was about to die she was getting her fits off hell yeah and,
0: I respect I have much respect for that
1: yeah Um. <laughs> I, I guess my only other notes that I made as I was watching this was like the opening scene when Padme's body double dies you don't realize it's her body double at first um, oh you right. Uh and like when she dies Padme runs up to her and uh, like that was kind of an interesting rope-a-dope because it was like oh did she just die in the first scene and I'm then like, ah, like
0: no it was a double <laughs> yeah
1: and then it was double again but, like, Padme runs up to her, and the body double says, I failed you. And it's like, you failed her by dying as her body double? Like, because Yo, why, of a bomb? You on. saved her? I honestly, she was very successful. Yeah. I mean, she died, but she was very successful.
0: Okay, why is she always having body doubles? Like, because
1: people are always trying to kill her.
0: Homegirl needs to get like a hologram or something.
1: Yeah, or like a you know some kind of droid with. Yeah, it's (laughs)
0: like a Westworld droid or something like that.
1: Yeah, Um, I, I thought like you know this movie like makes Jar Jar even worse somehow. Oh, Yeah, he's a senator. But they basically they basically guilt him into voting palpatine (laughs) emotional like they're like they're like uh, or they basically neg him in the like they're like, oh man, if only Padme was here, she would vote for me to get emergency power. But alas, nobody strong enough is here to do that. Misa gonna
0: Misa gonna vote for him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so Jar Jar basically creates the empire. Um, they just laid that right on his feet. Good. Um, the scapegoat of They randomly Star teased the Death Star at one point during oh, the Battle yeah, of Genesis. That's true. Which was kind of strange, it's but... Like, uh, okay, that yeah. doesn't fit in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are my main, like, thoughts about this yeah, movie. I think but we had
0: a really good discussion.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Um, so, our next movie is... Star Wars Revenge Three, Revenge of the Sith. Episode
1: Three, Revenge of the Sith, and then we will watch after that. No, no,
0: let's just hold on to that. (laughs) But Revenge uh,
1: of the Sith up next. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Just search Rewind and Reconsider. Um, Find us
0: on Twitter and Instagram, and maybe in person. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at r e w i n d r. Wait, no, I'm forgetting it. Never mind. It's okay. Just find us on Twitter. I tweet about the show sometimes. Yeah. At HM Fagan, you can find me.
0: Anyways, uh, so this has been an interesting and thoughtful discussion on not Clone Wars, but the attack of the clones.
1: Yeah. Clone Wars, I mean, maybe we'll work. Mia's watching that right now, so maybe we'll work some discussion of that in somewhere in one of these podcasts.
0: Yeah. God bless Disney+. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for listening, and uh, Misa gonna end this uh, podcast now. Oh, my God. (laughs)